I do want to speak to you today about that very thing, his increase over your life. His increase over your life. How many want him to increase in your life? I mean, I just talked about sowing finances, but I, I believe that the Lord is, is moving us into something even greater. If we can believe for it, if we can just uh, come into agreement. And uh, I want to prepare my life um, for the fullness of God to permeate. Everyone say this word, permeate. It's going to be an important word throughout this whole teaching today because God wants to permeate your soul. Let me just say a couple things about our souls. First of all, you come to Jesus Christ when you make a decision that you're going to give him lordship over your life. It opens you up to a whole new kingdom that you didn't, you didn't serve before. It opens you up to the, to the lordship of Christ. And when Jesus is lord over your life, things begin to change and transfer. And, and, and God begins to align your life. He wants to, everyone knows this, he wants to align your life with what he's doing. But sometimes we have a little bit of a struggle getting there. Amen? And sometimes God's trying to bring us into an adjustment. And, and we're not necessarily even fighting that. But God wants to bring us into that, but he wants to be able to permeate your soul. So let me just say this. When you are born again, when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, you give him lordship of your life, you, for, you ask for forgiveness of sin, boom, we engage with the kingdom of God. We allow his lordship in our lives, and he now possesses your soul. And so what happens is that opens you up so that the Holy Spirit can come in and shift and move and transform you. Everyone say transform you. This is something that we have to get because as, right, the spirit of revival comes in in this place and God begins to open up the, the floodgates of heaven and begins to overcome people. We want ourselves to be aligned and ready for what God's going to do in this hour. So turn just in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'll, I'll get to the, to the script in a minute. But I, I really feel like if you're spirit ready, I'm just going to say some things. I'm going to challenge us because it's so important that you develop your spirit. Everyone say spirit. So we have our, our spirit, which is in the center, the core of, of everything that we do. We have our soul that embodies our, that we embodies our flesh. And we have our body. Amen? And, and, and we're just going to, I'll touch on some of this. I've got some, a, a couple of photos that we, I'll just run into in a, in a minute to kind of explain what the, I feel like the Lord is speaking for us today. But listen, as the times that we live in are increasing, ready, deep darkness is covering the earth. We see all kinds of crazy things happening all over, the, even in the United States here. We see darkness over the earth and trying to govern, everyone say govern, govern the earth. But there's a greater governing in, the, in, in throughout the universe, and that's God's government. And that, that God's government comes through you and I. And so if your spirit is underdeveloped, then you're unable to receive the Lord in a greater capacity. You may not agree with that in this room right now. But I'm telling you right now, if your spirit man is underdeveloped, if your soul is not completely given over to Jesus Christ, that means permeable. 
That means it's not so rigid it, that the Lord, that the Spirit of God comes and opens up your soul so that your soul is in alignment. How many know your soul can be in alignment with the Spirit? I'm going to get into some stuff today. It's going to be good. And I want us to just grab hold of these things because developing your spirit man is super important. And the Lord is, is, it's not so much. When God speaks to you, it's not what you see and hear. Do you know that? I was going over this a few times. It's not what you see and hear. I know there's seers in this church. I know there's hearers in this church. But it's not about seeing and hearing. In every realm, I'm talking about the demonic, I'm talking about the earthly, and I'm talking about God as spirit. We are governed by thoughts. The thoughts of God. The thoughts of things that influence us. We think... Uh, we, we, we come, we, we're brought up in a, with a certain worldview, and that governs, come on, not anymore, because those are in Christ, they're being changed from glory to glory, but it governs the way you think, it's, it governs the way we uh, react, it governs the way we, we act towards people, it governs the way we think of ourselves. And so, this is kind of going to help us, because I want to see, listen, stick with me today, Enemy's going to try and put you to sleep or do something. I don't know. But I, I feel like there's certain things that the Lord is, is wanting to do to get us in alignment and, and knock all the stuff that's, bought, that's been like things that continually come at us. And he wants to break those things today. And I believe that, listen, the Holy Spirit is going to do. So the natural man, uh, just better, better get right into the scripture here. Come on. You're there. I'm not. It's a great, the whole chapter is great, but I don't have time to read the whole thing, but I am going to read about two-thirds of it. So, let's just start at verse 6. See, this is great, because Paul comes and he just, he just begins to talk about the wisdom of the world and how it's foolishness, right? And, and, and that those that are possessed by Jesus Christ possess the power of God. But here we go. He goes, however, verse 6 says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, Yet not wisdom of this age, nor the rulers of this age, who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom of God, ordained before the ages for our glory. Come on, for our glory. Because God wants to fill you with his glory, and he wants you to be filled with all the fullness of his glory. And he says, but it is written, no eye has seen, nor ear has heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Do you see that? No eye has seen, I just said that a moment ago, no ear has heard what God has to speak. <laughs> I'm telling you, you need, you, need, you need to grab hold of this. Father, we just ask for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the room to come upon everyone in this room. We can do it in one group, all right? And so I just believe that God's going to open it up for us so, God, that you pull us into a deeper place where you can permeate our soul and our spirit becomes super strong. Even today, you got upgrades. We had upgrades a week ago, but, God, you're going to give upgrades again. Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit is teaching us and wanting us to step into the fullness of Christ, and that will happen. And we declare it. 
We declare it, we declare it, we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared to, for those who love him. Amen. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except for the spirit of the man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things which God except no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of this of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Amen. Verse 13. These things we also speak not in words which man's wisdom teaches but which which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with the spiritual. But the natural man does not receive. But the natural man, you need to get this, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Important, important. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things. Come on, somebody. He who is spiritual is able to discern things that no one else can discern. He who is filled with the Spirit of God is able to discern God's thoughts and demonic thoughts. He who, he who is hearing the Spirit of God and, and Spirit is tuned in can tell if my flesh is speaking or the Spirit of God is speaking or demon spirits are speaking. I'm telling you we're going to need this it, like on the double like right now for the times that we're moving into. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I know that the Lord is preparing the church to step into something incredibly uh, new, but we, we've been there, but God's wanting to pull us into this in an incredible way. So listen, you're not, fool, you're not believing the things that are of God are foolish. You're believing they're of God, okay? And then, this, then it says this very important verse, right? Yet he himself judges no one, but then it says this. For he, for who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So I just want you to, I want you to hear some things from me because you, ha you have been born with a spirit. You have been born with a spirit, a soul, and a body. And I have to, I have to just encourage us today. There are going to be places that are going to challenge you, but I want you to just stick with me because if you're offended, that's good. It's okay, just take the offense to the Lord. I'm not here to offend people today, but I do know that certain things we go, I don't know. I don't know about that. But the Lord is trying to get at what's, what the very essence of things are inside of you, and that is that your spirit would be permeated, that your, excuse me, your soul would be permeable. It would be able, God would be able to break through by his spirit because the spirit of God, God is spirit. Are you hearing me? God is spirit. God is not a spirit. God is spirit. He is not a spirit. And I think we have a little bit of confusion, a little fuzziness on what God actually is. God is spirit. 
and he is all of what encompasses. He is so big, and he is so great, and he is so large. That's why I, I want to just speak to you about his increase in your life today, because we have to open the gaps up. We have to let the Lord permeate our soul. Lord, permeate my soul so that my spirit man can grow as big as it needs to. Listen, there's, there's a place where if we have the smallness of God inside of us, yes, you can do something because what, right, the faith of a mustard seed. But I'm telling you, God does not want you to have a spirit man that is the size of a pea. Come on, somebody. God wants you to have a huge spirit man. And what does that look like? It has to... I, I'm not sure about what I even think about the three-part being because God, God is a triune being and all three parts go together, right? Jesus Christ, the man, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit, and the Father, right? But when we look at... Just throw the, throw the picture up. I'm way ahead of it. But I just want you to look at this, and this is almost not what I wanted, but... I'm going to live with it. See these little lines? Can I, can I get over here without freaking people out? See this? This is what we want. See this gap? It's the will. The gap that goes from, blow my own ear out, the gap that goes from the spirit to the soul is the will. Everyone say, I have a will. God wants complete control of your will. How many know that? So what I don't like about this picture is this, this, this little pathway. Are you tracking with me? God wants more than a little passageway of your will that goes from Hebrews <laughs> chapter 4, verse 12 the spirit divided and the soul, right? Because the Lord wants access to all of who you are. And really the essence, when, when, when we win souls for Jesus Christ, come on, lots of souls are coming to Jesus in the future. Lots of souls are coming day by day. Lots of souls have, have come in the past. But I believe this, that when, when a soul is regenerated, when a soul is brought to Jesus Christ, they're one to Christ. I, there's no question in my mind. They don't have to change. They don't, you know, God can, if they die the next day, if they walked out and got hit by a car, they, they, they're with the Lord. Amen? And so what I don't, what I don't as, as a believer, and 30 years, and 20 years, and 10 years, and 2 years, and however many years you've been with Jesus, you don't want just this little tiny space, which is the will, your will, giving over to the Holy Spirit. Because you have, ready, when Paul wrote this, he said you have a little, little S, little S. You have a little S, Spirit. God, who is Spirit, is vast and huge, and we want Listen, God wants to give you such revelation knowledge in your own life, right? He wants to do that. He wants you to have a, he wants to have a big place inside of you. And so this is really, really, really important. The Spirit of God is looking to expand inside of you that can only come by the Spirit being opened up to the soul. Are you with me? Your soul, listen, so the small spirit, if you have that small spirit, you cannot be stretched. If, you're, if you just got this little nucleus of spirit, Holy Spirit inside of you that dwells and is limited because it only has, it has limited movement because of your souls in the way. 
Now here's the thing. Your soul is sanctified and is in the process of sanctification. Oh, man. Ready? We'll just go here. First Thessalonians quick. First Thessalonians verse 5, verse 23 say, says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, very important. He who calls you is faithful and will also do it. Meaning, God is in the business of aligning our soul with our spirit and allowing us to link up all the things. Ready? So any of the things that came... Lord, help me, Jesus. Here's a building. Here's a, here we go. Ready? Just say we're going to build a church. Just say we're going to build a building, right? We're going to build it. This is you. It's good. I'll use the church. If we're going to build a church, right, and I just wait for something to happen and I don't do anything, I know I'm talking in the natural, but it also applies to the spirit. I believe this. Here's, here I go. If I'm waiting, I'm in construction, so I know what has to happen. First, I have to put in an order, get phase one done. So I have to get the materials to the job. It, even if the materials get to the job, if I have no labor, if I have no person to help me put things together, if I have no, no labor force to help it uh, begin to form, there has to be a formation of what God's doing. And I'm telling you, God, the Lord is wanting us to, to be in this place where we're not just waiting around for something to show up. We're going to get into the Word in a second because the Word is key because... What are there, there are really only two things you're required to do. I, I'm going to use the word required. Okay? Required to do. Two things. That's to give your life fervently to prayer and to read that word. If I give my life fervently to prayer and I read that word, that begins the construction of the building. But if I wait for someone to do it for me or some impartation to come to me, no, God wants to impart something to us, but I'm telling you, those that receive greater impartation are those that just go after everything that God has. Ready? Because a, a lot of us become lazy, a lazy, lazy in our just our postures towards what God's doing. Ready? And I'm and again, I'm not talking about the works part of this. I'm talking about getting things ready so that God can come in and fill the temple. And so when, it, when there's this place, ready, so that all the stuff comes, phase one comes. I pour the foundations. I, I pour the floors. I begin to bring the structure of it, what it looks like. I, bring, I begin to frame out what the whole thing looks like. Then we have to wire it. <laughs> Before I insulate it, actually, I have to get the whole, in Massachusetts anyway, we got to get the whole surround all set, and then I can bring the wires in. Then I can bring the, then I can start doing the interior. But we all want the interior all set. We want to go in and we want to go live. But we don't want to spend the time constructing a habitation for the Lord to come. Like, it's good that you guys come here every week. I love this. 
But I, I want you to come in as a habitation already prepared for whatever the Lord wants to do. And I'm telling you, there'll be more and more people that will come in this place, and God's going to want to use you to touch them. You know what? It's going to become a, an epidemic because we're not going to be able to contain all of what God does in this, in this next season because you're going to be ready to do what the, the work of the ministry. See, what, what's supposed to happen up here is there's supposed to be this construction of you, right? And it's not dependent upon me. It's dependent upon you doing the things that you need to do to walk things out. So I just, I do believe this. God, look, he who calls you is faithful. Say he's faithful. He's super faithful. He's faithful to do everything that we're asking. He's faithful for, for, to just begin to open up things for us. He's faithful to do what we need him to do. So when God communicates, he communicates by ways of thoughts. And so that's, I just want to go back to this because, ready, the spirit, our spirit and our heart need to align our soul and our spirit. Your soul must be aligned with your spirit. And God is spirit. God is spirit. He's not a soul. Hello. He's not a body. I know we have Jesus. Jesus is the model. Jesus was the, the perfect man yielded to God. He was the perfect man walking the earth in, in, in perfect obedience. And he was the flesh. But he was the flesh of the Son of God that's now resurrected and seated in the heavenly places. And that's why, that's what's so awesome. Ready? The, the amazing... Uh, truth about the incarnation of Christ is because he's given us the way to walk in that way. That he was a man that walked with that perfect obedience and he stepped in past in perfect obedience and brought us into that place. So that's, that's for another day, another time. But we don't want small spirits. It's important to spend time developing your spirit man. Amen. And so we need discernment for the times that we live in, and God is going to do that for us. So I, I just uh, go with me to Mark chapter 8, and I'm going to just hit another part of this because I, I'm going to deal with the soul. You can uh, actually go to the eye. Go to the eye, and we'll, just, we'll, not, we'll knock this out. I, I did this. This was one of my exercises. But you see how the, the pupil, which I think of it as the, the body-soul, and spirit, same thing. But I want you to see how the, the pupil, and this is how actually your eye is developed, it spreads in to the rest of the iris. What am I saying? The eye is the gate. How we see, ready? Our eyes want to be filled with light. But even more importantly, all those, see how they stray off and stray off? You want your spirit to be able to absorb and integrate into your soul. Are you tracking with me? Are you tracking with me over here? I'm just making sure because this is important. God wants to permeate your soul. <laughs> and when I gave my soul, I gave him my life, I didn't let him permeate my soul at the beginning. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one in the room. 
But when I came to Jesus Christ, I had some things that he had to take care of inside of me so that I became more permeable. And the more time I spent in presence, I became more permeable. The more time I spent in the word, see, the word is going to divide spirit and, and soul. The word is what brings the, it separates and integrates. Okay? So we're just going to look at this. This is a, another verse, Mark chapter 8 and verse 34. And you're going to be like, where is he going with this? But this is good. It's going to be good. Mark chapter 8 and verse 34 said, when he called the people to himself with his, with his disciples also, he said to them, whosoever desires to come after me, let him deny himself. I know we love this verse. Let him deny himself. How many want to deny themselves? Oh, yeah, fasting. I love it. Separate myself under consecration. I love it. I love being isolated. I love being away when everyone's doing other things and I don't want to, you know? It's like a 80-degree day. You want to be someplace else, right? Sometimes. But the Holy Spirit just let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whosoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospel will save it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what man will give an, or what man, what a man give in exchange for his soul? Two things I want you to see here. Ready? Whoever desires to come after me and deny himself. Actually, I will start with whoever desires to save his life. See, we don't like this crucified life thing. Most of the church doesn't. Most of the American church doesn't like the crucified life thing, right? I'm just being honest, okay? But the word life is suke, ready? Which speaks of inner self. It speaks of the heart. It speaks of the mind. It means it talks about psychological faculties. What do you think we're talking about when we're talking about life? We're not talking about my body, I'm not it's not even talking about giving your life to death. It's not talking about your physical body. It's talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions, your soul being given to Jesus. As a matter of fact, when we back up and it says, let him deny, let him deny. Deny means not to claim, to take no acknowledgement or relationship to your life, to your old life. You want to... Do you understand what I'm saying here? It means to disavow. Huh. So what's the, what's, what was Jesus saying? Jesus said, let him disavow himself to the old life. And then he says, if you desire to save your life, let your soul die. Let me take over. It's not even a matter of it dying. It's about not even acknowledging the old life that you have. It's, a, it's, a, it's to sever relationship with the old thinking. Amen? So it's God's desire that our soul is permeable. He, he knocked it down, right? That thinking patterns in, in our worldviews become changed. Because this is what is constantly tripping up. Ready? The way we grow up. Our worldview, what we've been taught in school, what we've been taught in our professions, it messes up what God wants to do because it brings us into a natural way of thinking because most of the time, most everyone who's grown up, unless you've grown up under, you know, St. Patrick or someone, 
I'm just saying, you know, we were talking, we were a men's group, we were talking about dads, you know, who's got the perfect dad. Well, some, some have no dads. Some, some had dads that were great, but, you know, they, they were falling short. Listen, doesn't matter your situation. God is amazing, and he is the greatest father of all, and he'll help you do whatever you need to do. And, and I realize this, but he wants us to open up our thinking so that our thinking patterns are, are moving with the Holy Spirit. Not with the natural man and not with natural thinking. I know I'm going to beat it like a drum today, okay? So your mind and your spirit can be in contradiction. This is why some of you are getting stuck and unable to walk into deeper places with God. Okay? But we're going to remedy that today. I'm not speaking things over you. But I've been in seasons where I feel like I've gone so far, what's next? It's the Lord saying, even now, even now I feel it over my life. It's like, I want to bring you deeper. Will you, let, will you move all these soulish things? And they're not like, it's not even like, you know, sin stuff. But you know what? Sometimes he brings things to us. He, he, he'll bring even suffering, right, to get us to not sin to get us out of a sinful mindset, to get us, he'll bring suffering. How many want suffering? I don't want the suffering. I'm good with the suffering. Thank you very much. I just want to align with the Lord so he can come in and invade my life like he has to. So it's all about really not being in contradiction with your soul. Are you in contradiction with your soul? I'm going to walk over here. Are you in contradiction with your soul? Come on, everyone. I'm, I'm like pointing people out. People get nervous. Listen, don't be, listen. God wants you to be in cohesive alignment with his spirit. It's so, it's so important in scripture, right? Scripture is so important. The word of God is so important. Look at me. The Word of God is so important for aligning us with what He's doing. I love prophetic ministry, but God, and this is actually, this whole message is about hearing God in a greater capacity, really. Because the Lord wants to come and invade in such a way that we hear purely, we hear clearly, we hear with joy, we hear with excitement, we hear with fear and trembling, too. It's, so, it's good, right? And that's how He wants to come. But remember Romans 12 one and two, because I'm telling you, everything that comes out of you, I'm going to empower you at the end of this, I promise. You're going to be excited. You're going to be empowered. But there, there is this. I beseech you, you remember this one, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. We're not talking about the dead stuff anymore, right? Because I already clarified that on, on, on Mark chapter 8. Listen, he's just looking for you to die to your soulish needs. Come on, somebody. He's looking for you to die to the soulish stuff. You don't need it. You don't need it where you're going. You do not need it where you're going. And then he says this. He says that your bodies are a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is the reasonable service. Do not be what? Conformed. Ready? This is what I was talking about earlier. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. My mind, I have the mind of Christ. 
I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. Why? Because now you've let him permeate all of your soul and all the other stuff. Listen, we put, we make all kinds of weird ways that God speaks to us. And it's a lot of times I would believe it's not God. I'm not trashing your stuff. But I think some of the ways God has so much more. He's so big and he wants to speak to us in such clarity. And I'm telling you, he speaks by the Spirit not by even the bubbling knobby word that I said before. It like knobby prophets and seer prophets, it's all good. It's all good. But usually these things start by a thought. That's why you have to. God is looking for us to walk in this place where our minds are so renewed that even, even as we speak, it begins to, God begins to form things. Oh, the word of God is amazing. Ready? Don't be conformed, but be transformed. And I just want you to look at this. It says that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When I say that, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like today, I was reading the last part of that verse, actually last night, and I'm thinking, what does that even mean? That means that God begins to move through you in such a way that you begin to reveal him in his perfect will in the earth. Oh, come on. That's, that should be, you should take that home and we can go home with that. God wants to take your mind, your renewed mind. Why? Why the renewed mind? Because, listen, the logos, and we downplay the logos because we want the rhema word. Can I tell you? The rhema word is awesome. But logos is the thing. It's the thoughts. It's the plans. It's the ideas of God. It's what actually brings formation to that rhema word. It's the very foundation. It's the building blocks for what God's about to do in your life. So you think you don't need this? You need this more than anything. It's not an afterthought like maybe I'll read my Bible today. I'm not saying this for condemnation. I'm saying this. You need this to live. You need this to get your mind and your spirit at one. And there has to be a devotion of your heart so that you can see God in Scripture. Because we go, we want a, we want a prophetic word from somewhere, from some prophet, and that's good. It's good. I, I like prophetic words. I'll give you prophetic words. <laughs> but I'm just saying, Holy Ghost, we need the word. And I need the blueprints of your reality in my life. And it comes from the word of God. It comes from me devouring, eating, and inhaling. A renewed mind is sanctified by the word of God. Not by revelations of sandcastles. And I'm not, I don't mean, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I had to say something. But... It's by revelation. I, I want to see. Listen, I see plenty of stuff, guys. I see plenty of stuff. There's people in this room that see plenty of stuff. And I believe it's from heaven. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not disrespecting it at all. I do believe this, that the Lord is wanting to use his word in this hour to permeate your mind, to per permeate your, the mind, the will, the emotions, the soul, so that it's sanctified. checking the door because I'm feeling heat.
all the gifts, ready? If you look, if we go back to, I believe it was second, uh, first Corinthians chapter two, if you look at the context, ready? It's all in regards to the gifts being released, right? He begins to go into the gifts of, of God being released and, and not having divisions in the church. I'm saying that to say, well, from your little spirit, little less, I'm not saying it's little, I prophesy big spirit on you, prophesy big spirit on you, ready? It's not little, it's little less, because it's you. But God wants to move all the giftings, all the flow of God through that. So what am I saying? I'm saying we only have a capacity to release so much, as much as we can contain from heaven. Oh, I'm telling you, this is my life mission, I feel like. I feel like God wants the church to move in such a realm that they are completely undivided, not, not thinking, not being separated anywhere from heaven, but they're completely locked in with the Father. And that we have this, this little spirit is a portal. Come on, someone say portal. Yeah, I'm going to be mystical about it for a minute because we need the portal of God to flow through us because all healing, all miracles, all gifts of knowledge, all the gifts of the, of the Holy Spirit, all the gifts of the supernatural flow through this one place. One place, your spirit, man. The miraculous and things that God does sovereignly, that all happens outside of that. I believe that. I believe we can be in the room. It may have nothing to do with anyone. God just decides he's going to heal someone just like that. I believe that. I believe that God comes sovereignly, but he also calls every individual to steward what they have inside of them and to expand. Everyone say expand. Expand the circle. Expand and widen the circle that God wants to move through you. There, you are a portal. You are a portal for God to move through. You are a gateway. I've said this for the last three or four weeks. You are a gateway for what God wants to do in this hour. It's a matter of is it open or is it shut? Is it just a pee hole? Is it a straw hole? I, I don't like peas just for that reason. I, just, I realize that the Spirit of God wants to break through and open up inside of us, but he's waiting for us. He said, he who believes in me, the Scripture said, out of his heart, out of his very inner being flows rivers of living water. We want the living water. We want it un, undaunted, un, untainted. We want it flowing purely. But I'm telling you, the Lord is looking for us to knock out the natural because the soul thinks so much in the natural. And when the living one, the very spirit of God, the spirit of God begins to flow through you. He begins to open up things so that we can grab on and come into alignment with it and come into agreement with it and come into, because sometimes when God begins to speak supernaturally, you don't believe it. This is why you need to be able to discern what is the voice of God and what is the voice of the enemy. What is the voice of God and what's the voice of your soul? And there should be no hindrance because God is trying to open up. So what he reveals, ready, he wants to heal. What God begins to open up and reveal, he wants to heal. And so how big is the Holy Spirit inside of you? This is the question for the night. How big is he inside of you? Because I believe he wants to be 
he wants to be even greater. He wants to be the vastness of who he is inside of you because that becomes when God's power is unlimited and, un, you know, you just tap into it and it flows out of you. How big is he inside of you? And the answer is as big as you let him permeate the soul. As, big, as, as much as you allow him to permeate your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions. This is your soul. As much as you allow him to permeate your mind, your will, and your emotions. You okay? Everyone good? Okay. So we want real, we want a, an overflow of his spirit. So pray in the spirit, read the word of God, and walk in the spirit. Pray in the Spirit, read the Word of God, and walk in the Spirit. <laughs> Here's the thing. God knows everything. Where God is and where He flows, He heals everything. Where God is, is the miraculous. Where God is, there's nothing that can hinder what He wants to do. You know, we were on the streets this weekend, and it was one young guy that we got to pray with, Susie and I, and, and I could just see just the demonic influence on his mind. I mean, it was just clear. And I went to pray with him. I said, just pray with me. Ready? You want to you receive this? He goes, yeah. I said, say, Jesus, you're Lord of my life. He couldn't say it. He could not say it. He could not say it. I said, just say it. I said, look into my eyes. Don't look, because his eyes would shift. <laughs> you don't know who you're carrying inside of you. You don't know who you're carrying inside of you. I don't mean critters. I mean God. <laughs> I mean God. I'm, call I'm talking God. I'm calling God out of you. I'm calling the Spirit of God out of you. And the Holy Spirit wants to move through the church like that in daily, daily, daily. Not just here, and it's good that he moves here, but I, I'm telling you. So you know <clears throat> and release. You know and you release all things by the Spirit of God. And prophetic utterance, when we begin to prophesy, when you begin to speak things over people, be careful of your words, right? Be careful of the things you say that you don't want them to come from the soul. There's people that prophesy from the soul all the time. There's people that get second level, second heaven revelation all the time. It's coming from the soul realm. Oh, I don't even have time to clarify all this stuff. But I'll, we'll, there needs to be something that we'll have to do with this. But there's so much that God wants to unfold for you. And I want you to just be in this place of posture, Okay. See, I did good. Look, I'm almost right. I thought it was going to be really long. I got one more scripture, and I want, I want to just hit. And Tori, maybe just come help me. I know. I know. I realize sometimes I'm preaching 45 minutes, and sometimes I preach an hour and a half. So, yeah, so you like it, but some people are like, oh. Three hours? It's good. I just, this is important. We need to, um, this last bit, I want you to hear, because God is really about to open up some things for you because I, I know that there's a certain capacity that he wants us to take and receive tonight. 
How many are believing that God's just about to expand you on the inside? That you, that God will just, he can do whatever he wants to do right here, right now. Go with me to Luke chapter 5. I don't know how someone can preach out of two scriptures. It's just impossible. It's impossible. Starting in verse 1. says, so it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake Gennesaret said in, and saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and they were washing their nets. And he had gone into the one, one of the boats, which was Simon's and asked him to put out put it out a little, little from the land and he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I'll let down the net. And when he had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. And so they signaled their partners on the other boats to come out and help them. And they came and they filled both boats, so they began to sink. I never saw this before. When Jesus said to them, he said, let down your nets. The word nets in the Greek is plural. It's plural. Meaning more than one net. And Peter said, at your word. I'll let down the net. Can I tell you? Jesus probably threw all the fish in that one net, but it might have been a little easier if he had two. I'm saying this to say, what's our capacity and how are we listening to the Lord right now? Because if the Lord is saying, I have abundance for you, you need two nets. You need two. You need a capacity that can take double what I'm about to give you right now. Even tonight, it might be abundance. It might be double what we think. Now, I'm not the Lord. I'm not sitting up here telling you. But I do believe, I do believe we miss the Lord many times because he says, go drop the nets. And we go, okay. And we partially, and it's not even on purpose. We think this is enough. This is what we can handle when it's half of what we can handle, what God wants to give you. Are you hearing me? There was something in Peter's mind, and I know he probably just got saved, and he was just like, yeah, I'll listen to you, because right after this, they give up their nets, and they walk, and they follow him. Because Peter, at the end of this, is a mess, and he's like, God, I'm a sinful man. <laughs> and it would always, it should always bring repentance to us when we realize what God wanted to give us, and we only took this much. hear me this is powerful tonight the Lord and within him 
There is no lack. He can bring restoration to whatever he wants at any given moment, at any given moment under whatever conditions there are. He can heal whoever he wants to heal at any moment. Are we willing to be a vessel? Are we, do we have enough? Do we have an open gate inside of us? Is it wide open to let him go through us and rip through us? Or do we have things that hold us back? And listen, I deal with the same thing. I deal with the same thing. I'm like, I'm not sure, God, or I'm not confident that you want to do all that. But I'm telling you, he's challenging me, and he's challenging you today. God, the Lord, the Holy Spirit is saying, I want to come in such a way that I have a I have more than, it's not even a double portion. They had so much, it broke the nets. The nets were breaking. There was so much abundance in what God wanted to deliver that day, and they only had one net to take it in. If they had two, they'd have two teams that could pull it right into the boat. And it was sinking the boats. Come on, God, sink us. There is so much that the Lord has that he wants to give to you right now in these moments. That he wants to give you, give you tomorrow when you come out of your bed and you get on your knees and you begin to open your word and he begins to speak to you. It is not a day where we sit and we wait for a crumb. It is a day where we live, where God is about to pour out his abundance and he's looking for you to move all the soulish things, all the things that have constricted you in the past, all the things that have denied you of what he's, he really has for you. He's, he's wanting to remove that even now. He wants you to be permeable like the net. You can receive all that he has in a moment if you get the other stuff out of the way and just go and yes, Lord, at your word. I used to think the big thing was yes, at your word. That's why it was great. He, man, one was plural, the other was singular. He only dropped one net. It was disobedience even. That's why he probably went to him and said, I'm a sinful man. I should have listened to you the first time. I'm not getting us to focus on the sin thing. I'm wanting you to focus on the abundance because the Lord is about to pour out an abundance in your life right now, even right now. Stand with me. Come on. You're just going to ask him right now together as we lift our hands. Lord, permeate my soul. Just make me super permeable, God. Lord, I thank you for what you're going to do even in these moments right now. Lord, I relinquish all things that are in the way. I just ask, Lord, that you come in, that my, my inner man would be just so pliable and so just permeable to your life inside of me. Holy Spirit, come inside of me right now. Just begin to cry out to the Lord. Just begin to ask him because I think he just wants to do it spontaneous in you. I believe he'll release whatever we need right now. Whatever we need right now. Whatever we need right now is available. He was just, the Lord was just preaching, minding his own business. And he said, hey, just throw those nets over. It was just... <laughs> It was just an afterthought in the middle of a sentence, maybe. <laughs> because he's got all knowledge. 
the Lord has so much and he wants to give you so much and so we speak to everything that would get in the way right now and Holy Spirit I thank you that we're we're denying ourselves we're denying ourselves right now and we're giving our lives to you right now once again we just give our lives to you once again Lord that you would permeate my heart, that you would permeate my mind, that you would permeate my will, that you would permeate my emotions. My emotions don't count. Only you count. Only the Spirit counts. My will doesn't count. It's only your will. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My emotions, they're out of the way. Your will comes in and trump my emotions. God, I thank you that we come into this place and we come into a place of complete surrender and Lord you pour out we just open up we Lord we pour down two nets we put down two nets and see what you want to do just put down the nets and ask the Lord what do you want to do right now God what do you want to release right now God what do you want to release Holy Spirit we put down the nets and we thank you that you're about to pull up an abundance of provision he lacks nothing Come on, look at him right in the face right now. He lacks not one thing. God, we thank you that your spirit and your expanse is greater than, we can e- than what we can even understand right now. That, Lord, you, you, you expand inside of us, and we can't even comprehend what that looks like. We can't understand what the bigness of the greatness, the, the awesomeness of who you are expanding inside of us. Lord, but we know we have to remove things and let you in. Lord, I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ and that we don't live anymore, but we live by faith in the Son, though, the faith of the Son of God. I thank you that the faith of the Son of God is being developed inside of us right now. The faith of the Son of God is overcoming and overtaking even the soul right now and every natural thought right now. Lord, we break the power of negative thinking in this room. We break the power of of things that have clouded us in the past. We break the confusion that has caused us to be double-minded and unable to receive anything from you, Father, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, we we put aside our, our anger. We put aside our emotions. We put aside the ways we freak out when you don't show up like we think you're going to. Lord, I thank you that we put all that aside right now. And we thank you for the abundance that comes when we completely trust in you. I thank you that there's an abundance of healing, that there's abundance of miracles that want to flow through us right now as sons and daughters of God, that there's nothing that can hold that back. Lord, we we thank you. We just give ourselves to that right now in these moments. And I thank you, Holy Spirit, that your life inside of us is bigger than any carnality that's inside of us right now. We break the power of of darkness. We break break the power of idols we break the power of witchcraft we break the power that every demonic thing that would try and speak to us negatively right now and we thank you for your life-giving word over our lives in Jesus name we thank you father that we surrender as we surrender we come into a place where we find you and we begin to look and gaze into your eyes like we've not before God I thank you Holy Spirit I thank you Holy Ghost we love you